0: episode on today's episode i welcome my beautiful soul sister shyanna kosh and please disregard my mispronunciation of her last name at the beginning of the recording but shyanna or shy as you may hear me refer to her as is truly an incredible being who has endured a lot in her lifetime our paths intersected this past year as our journeys mirrored each other in various ways and today I welcome Shai on the podcast to share a chapter of her story that entailed a great deal of spiritual work, including various plant medicines that became the catalyst for profound physical and emotional healing. We chat about many of the misconceptions revolving plant medicines, and we also speak to the importance of intention and integration when immersed in this realm of healing. And as a gentle reminder, none of the content of the Big Little Soul podcast is intended to be used as medical advice. What I do hope is that this episode epitomizes an invitation for curiosity, a catalyst for you to ask what former misconceptions you may have held that are available for your reassessment. And most of all, I hope this episode lands in your ears and your heart in a way that provides insight and shines a light on one or more things that may serve you where you are right now in your path. Without further ado, here is my beautiful friend, Shy. So welcome to the Big Little Soul podcast, Cheyenne Koch. It is a pleasure to have you here. And I really am just honored to be back in your presence and to see your beautiful face again. We spent quite a bit of time together down in the States recently, and now you are back in the homeland of Canada. (laughs)
1: I am, yeah. It feels actually good to be back. It's one thing that you don't think you're going to miss the cold until you've been in that dry heat for so long that yeah. it's refreshing and it just feels grounding to be back here.
0: Yeah, I bet. I uh, I've been oddly enough craving the the mountain, the cool mountain air, a little bit more than I anticipated to. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to thank you for being here and also just really thank you for being in my life it has been a wild and crazy past almost five months now and our paths kind of crossed at a time that I felt at least on my end that it was very much so needed most for me and in a very serendipitous way too through a beautiful mutual friend and sister of ours and Yeah, it's um, I just I was very inspired by you when I met you and uh, you really uh, brought a lot of love and light and inspiration into my life. So I want to thank you and and acknowledge you for all of that.
1: Yeah, I feel like that we kind of met at that time when we needed somebody the most and through our common friend, you know, it's just so crazy. The timing saying, oh, I have somebody who's going to be down there in this time frame as well and you know they're going through a life transition not the same but kind of relative and everything like that and just you know finding somebody that you can connect with and really speak from the soul with it's such a rare thing and you know it's, we've had some pretty cool experiences together in a short amount of time that was just totally unexpected so very thankful for uh, those connections and uh Getting to meet you, but then also when you get back, getting to continue that friendship and, you know, you live so close to each other, which is the craziest thing.
0: Yeah, I know. It's wild that our our paths never crossed until we both left our our home country for kind of similar reasons and both just started on our own new wild, crazy adventure and (laughs) then ended up meeting up down here. And yeah, like you said, having some pretty crazy experiences together and just really bonding over both of our loves for nature and just this journey. And Again, you inspired me in a lot of ways and just like your willingness to be vulnerable and open and and the fact that you're not really afraid to do the deep, dark work and to dive into the shadows. and we did a lot of that together, I feel. We uh, shared an experience twice in sitting with combo together and for the listener. If, You don't know what combo is. It's basically an extract from an Amazonian frog, and uh, it is. It's not a psychedelic, but it is. um, I don't even know what the best word to describe it would be. It is. um, It's a soul medicine, that's for sure. I mean, it is in the same realm of some plant medicines, but it's an animal medicine. And so, Cheyenne and I had the privilege of sitting together during two combo ceremonies and. Shanna, you have uh, sat with plant medicines and animal medicines of the like quite a few times in your past. And uh, again, you were just, um, you were somebody that really grounded me in that experience and really opened my eyes to, to a lot of the benefits that can come from those experiences. And I think um, there is a lot of um, misunderstanding around them and And some people are maybe afraid of them or just have a a bad taste in their mouths about them just because of maybe their own previous experiences or what they've heard of other people. And so, yeah, I don't know if you uh, feel comfortable sharing about your experiences and what plant medicine and that kind of work has brought to you and how that has helped you in your healing journey. But if, if you're willing to share, I would love for you to share with our listeners.
1: Yeah, so it's one of those things, as I always find it so funny, because if you told me about four and a half years ago that I'd even be having this conversation, I wouldn't even, I honestly wouldn't even give it two seconds to entertain that thought, just because when I was younger, I kind of got into a little bit of the drug scene, and I was very resistant about anything that would Take me out of the realm that was wasn't here. So any kind of plant medicine was completely off the table. And then it was one of those things as I had some time that I was booked off to go to South America. And at this point, my psychedelic use was maybe like a micro dose of like mushrooms or just a very, very low dose of psilocybin every probably about two years so something I wasn't diving into by all means whatsoever Um, and so when I was going to South America it was one of those things is I couldn't deny it it just kept on coming up over and over first time I'd heard of ayahuasca I was getting my Dreads tightened, and the girl was kind of mentioning, like, you should really look into this ayahuasca and they can really help you. And so it's just like, okay, what is it? And she told me, I'm like, that sounds horrible. Like, I'm not <laughs> paying to go do that in a group of strangers. Hell no. So just kind of kept on dismissing it. But as to the point where even my last shift before I was leaving, I ended up serving this guy who wasn't in my section. I was supposed to be off and they're just a little overwhelmed. And they're like, can you just take this one guy? And then I ended up saying, yeah, I'm going to be heading to Peru. And he says to me, oh, are you going to do ayahuasca? It's the best thing you'll ever do. It's life changing. I was like, okay, it came up again. And one of the people that worked at the yoga studio that I was at too kind of had some mention. he's like, oh, you should try ayahuasca. And then it was so funny. So Me and my spouse ended up taking a flight from our little town to the main uh, city, Calgary, before flying out. And so we were going there. We had a two-night layover, so we went to a concert. And on the way to the concert, we ended up telling our driver, oh, we're going to Peru. And he says, oh, you should try this ayahuasca. So it's just like one of those things is (laughs) when, when you're ready to sit with her, she'll find you. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things is you can't deny it when, you know, you really feel that call to go work with plant ceremonies, you'll really understand what, what like a soul medicine can kind of do and how it can really call you in. At this point, I was having some health issues that I just couldn't figure out what was going on. I was seeing so many doctors, i had been on prescriptions, and just nothing was really working. So when I finally said okay well maybe this is something I'm interested in wasn't until I was actually on the flight to go to Peru and so we ended up having almost two weeks beforehand that we could do what they call a dieta. So dieta is like a plant-based medicine diet that you eat so no red meats, no processed sugar, very low salt, more like salads that were, if you can, cooked. So cooked vegetables, everything like that, maybe a little bit of greens, but just keeping things like more soup base and easy to digest. Uh, so we're on this vacation and trying to eat a diet while we're in a, beautiful place just in hopes of okay perhaps we might be able to sit with this medicine and so we had a window at the very end of our trip and for whatever reason I just had a feeling like just leave it open leave it open so I kept on contacting all these facilities and nowhere would accept us just with their timing everywhere was kind of full because they book up And so I finally said, I'm like, okay, I'll let go of the idea. So I said to my spouse, I said, you know, would you prefer, like, where would you prefer to go? Do you wanna go more the Amazon? Do you wanna go more this area? Like, what would you like to do? And so we just caught on um, one of the booking websites that you can rent from the owners. And so we just went on and we're just looking for a room. And on the very last page, one of them was a Amazonian um, ayahuasca retreat center, and so we ended up messaging this place, and they're able to accept us in our timeframe. So it was just one of those things. That it's just like, okay, I guess that we're going, and so it was a very kind of last-minute decision. And I can only imagine what my mom felt like at home, you know, all of a sudden I'm messaging her and I say like, oh, I'm going to do this ayahuasca. So it just like her and my brother go online and they're looking everything up. And it's just the worst things that are (laughs) popping up because obviously things get a lot of bit, little bit filtered, needless to say. So it's going to come up with that scare tactic. And that's just, it's really hard because. You know, it might take 10 articles of scare to find one that's actually kind of truth out there. And it's mm-hmm. just really hard because it's when you go to the Amazon and learn about these medicines, you really learn the fact that if they are medicine and they're given to all walks of life, um, mm-hmm. even children, women, when they're pregnant, will sometimes sit with these medicines. and. It's not a taboo thing like it is to us here and that's just the that's just the hard part of it. And so anyways, we ended up going to this facility and they asked us if we had any concerns going in. And at this point, um, with my with my period, with my my cycle, um, I had when I started, Bleeding, I was 15. I used to literally bleed out past my knees within seconds, which mm-hmm. was just humiliating. Like, I ended up um, dropping out of high school just because my cycle was just so unmanageable. And then it was one of those things as I was going to all the doctors, we changed my birth control. I had been on seven different kinds of pills, patch, depot ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing was doing it. So I was just getting kind of tossed all over of what was going on. They couldn't figure it out. Uh, 18, they talked about maybe giving me a hysterectomy, saying that they couldn't figure out why I was bleeding so much. They had tested me for endometriosis. I was on the medication. It did absolutely nothing, nothing whatsoever ended up finding um, some bad cells having getting those taken care of and it was just one of those things it's just like one thing after the other and they couldn't figure out like why was I bleeding so much I was I've been to the hospital like having to go to the emergency just because I was just literally bleeding out so much and so going into the ceremony I had to talk to the shaman and say you know, like I might actually bleed out during the ceremony. So just as a heads up, um, anyways, this guy had to go around this little village and try to find me, you know, women's products. So trying <laughs> to find me anything. So pads, tampons, I pretty much had to wear a diaper going in because they could just couldn't find anything. And so having to kind of, you know, bear my my soul a little bit going into this and be like, this might happen. And so anyways, we go in to our first ceremony. And it was one of those things is I was served and I felt nothing. And I kind of thought that right away that I was going to be in a whole different world. But what I really learned is with any kind of in my personal opinion, and from my experience only, but you'll only kind of, you'll get what you need. Sometimes if you can't handle that full psychedelic, I guess, experience, you're not going to just get kicked in the teeth, like I think a lot of people think right away. And I wasn't there. I wasn't ready. I didn't have that trust whatsoever. I'll fully admit that. Mm-hmm. And so my first ceremony, I just laid there and I was offered and had a second, um, second cup and still, I didn't feel anything. I ended up purging. So purging is when you're essentially throwing up in a different kind of way. It's like, you're actually purging out emotions, purging mm-hmm. out, um, you know, a lot of the feelings, the fears, the, the traumas that you're Holding somewhere in your body it's a different experience than actually throwing up and so I ended up purging and it's the only time that I had a little bit of I guess pixelations in my vision and just very very brief and I just remember laying there so I'm in the depths of the Amazon at this point um you know we did it the tr- the real true uh Go getter kind of way we went. We had to fly into a little Amazonian town, uh, town, and then we had to take a long boat ride to get to this place, and then from there, like a four by four ride, like it was pretty crazy. So I'm sitting there, thinking, okay, well I can't feel anything, but this is still pretty cool. Like what a crazy journey to get here,
0: mm-hmm. and I just
1: remember laying there, and it was raining, and I could hear the um the monkeys and so it was just one of those things I'm like okay well if it's not doing anything at least this is pretty interesting so anyways they ended up closing up the ceremony and I ended up going up uh, getting to the washroom I was fine I was like okay well don't really see anything I should be okay go back lay down in the morning they uh they asked me how I was down there. And uh, that was four and a half years ago. And I went from having my period three months or three weeks out of the month for 14 years to the point where it's almost debilitating at some days um, to now my period is that three to five days, totally normal um, since my first time I ever sat with ayahuasca. And it's one of those things As I had went to so many doctors and they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't understand what what was going on. But then I can go sit with a plant medicine and do everything that I needed. And it was just the craziest experience. And I didn't know why I had to go to the Amazon at that point. But every single cell in my body knew that's where it's going to lead me. And that's why I say, like, sometimes she won't come to you until you're truly ready and open. Because at that point, I felt like I was depleted. I had done all the tests. I had did everything. And even, you know, my spouse at that point was saying, like, you know, something's got to give, like, we've got to get this figured out. Like, it's always just affecting you. And so it was one of those things that she truly came to me when I needed her the most, which was. It was just super powerful. And so we ended up um, doing different kinds of, they're called vomitio. so essentially purging um, to help cleanse any negative energy the next day and just continue that process of detoxifying, detoxifying. And then we ended up sitting one more sitting. And it was one of those things is it was a very heart-opening ceremony. And uh, yeah, it was one of those things is that brought me and myself closer than I had thought. We ended up actually um, getting engaged after our second ceremony and everyone came back and they're like, oh, is this actually for real? And it was one of those things is I think when, if you can sit with somebody in a ceremony and be so vulnerable, you know them on a different level. And it's a hard thing to explain unless you've really sat with somebody like you and I, like we've sat together and, you know, it's one of those things is it can be a very uncomfortable position to bring people into this realm of work. But once you know how it works, people are just more interested. And that's kind of how it happened with my mom, for an example, is she was so apprehensive thinking I was going to Amazon and I was going to come back and be a whole different person in a bad way because of what she was reading online. And then I come back and I'm like, I'm like, mom, it, my cycles are normal. I don't know what to say. And so it changed. She was the first person when I got back who said like, Oh, if this helped you so much, I'd love to try it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, mom. <laughs> and um <laughs> Yeah, recently, my mom sat with me. Um, I was going through a transition in life, and I just needed to go sit with the medicine again. And I was having some health issues and just needed to go sit. And just, it had been four years since I had sat at that point, and um, I was just ready just so yeah so just over four years later I sat again and as you know my mom ended up coming with me and we sat together in two ceremonies and we both ended up doing a private one one each after that and it was just one of those things is um it's not something you do all the time and I think that's what people really don't understand too at first when they're learning about this stuff is I think that they assume once you go and do a ceremony that you're going to be doing it every single weekend and it's definitely Mm -hmm. it's not like that whatsoever and so when we were there we yeah so it's just a two-day retreat with everybody and we ended up renting it out and uh hiring everybody or hiring people to stay and doing private ceremonies after and so my mom and I ended up sitting with Combo for the first time there and uh that was kind of my introduction to the Combo world and uh what led you and I to sitting together I guess because I had a uh, sat with a different kind of plant or toad medicine before and uh I was over served and it really scared the shit out of me. So just knowing who you're really sitting with is huge and just Mm -hmm. really feeling out the group and doing a lot of research. And instead of just going online, you know, talk to people who have sat and they'll give you the names of either A or B people to sit with or people not to sit with. Mm -hmm. And so just really researching who you're, who you're going to be, um, you're sitting with will change your experience completely.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. I know that you've, you've shared it with me before, but it never gets old for me. And I, I really love that you talked about just the the misconception that people can have about these kinds of medicines. And a lot of people don't even refer to them as medicine. They refer to them as drugs or substances or woo woo shit, whatever they want to call them. But yeah, again, like like your mom's first exposure to it when when you had first told her you were going to the amazon and she just kind of did like what a lot of people do when they're facing health ailments and you do the google doc method approach of researching it and i mean i've learned especially in the past few years i mean you can really find anything on the web to justify your own thoughts and conceptions and, and it goes for any scenario, but, um, especially with these things like plant medicines and some of the things that are a little bit more controversial and arguably have a lot of good and a lot of, um, really profound benefits to share with people, especially from a mental and physical health standpoint. I think a lot of them do get very misportrayed and people, just, I think it's innate for us to have a fear response to things that we don't know much about and are uncertain about. And so people will latch on to the stories that affirm what they believe about these things. And, and so, yeah, again, just reiterating what you shared with the audience is that if you do feel called to do any of this work, to really take the time to do the research and and ask yourself, do I feel called to do this because it's just quote unquote trending or because somebody told me I should do it? Or do I feel called to do it because the signs are coming up for me and I have a curiosity for it. And, and it's something that I feel like might resonate well with my body and might work well in this phase of my journey. And, um, yeah, I just I love hearing your story and love just shining a light on on the positive aspects of it and for something as profound as what you had faced with your health that you had been enduring that for 14 years and sat in one ceremony for that to be healed is just a true testament to how much power lies in the medicine and again it's not for everybody and and this is certainly not to say that anybody who goes and sits with ayahuasca is going to completely eradicate their health and or mental ailments or whatever they're seeking. It it may not happen in one session. Heck, it may not happen in 10 sessions. And that, that could just be exemplary that it's, it's not the, the proper, method of treatment and, and way for you to go about doing things. And it could also just be that it's going to take some more time because each of us are our own unique individual, but thank you so much for sharing your beautiful story. Well, thank you, my dear. (laughs) And, um, yeah, curious as to what, I mean, obviously ayahuasca and combo, um, offer very different, um, benefits and also work via very different mechanisms. ayahuasca being a much more potent psychedelic and combo being more along the purgatory um, lines of medicine and also just it it takes you deep but in a different way. Um, and again, I, I can only speak from personal experience with my um, ceremonies that I've sat with you with combo and my personal journey as well. But what would you say for you? Um, what did combo bring to you and how did that kind of compare and contrast to ayahuasca?
1: So don't quote me on this, but I believe combo it's an alkaloid peptide. So what it does is it's applied by breaking the skin barrier. So then you get straight to the bloodstream. So you just when we sat together, this gentleman used an incense and just quickly like flicked the skin and just that's how he applied after he takes these, I guess, stakes with the medicine and um, removes it and then from there will apply. And then it's you fast before and like with most plant medicines, you're going to fast a duration before you sit and um so this it's a different experience i found every time like all different medicines my first time sitting with combo um that was before you and i sat and it was just i had i had fear going in because i did sit sit with a different kind of um frog medicine a toad medicine and I definitely had fear going in. So I think it was me going in and just like surrendering in a different kind of aspect. But they essentially say combo is like the vaccine of the of the jungle. So it's just really good if you have any parasites, if you need to, it's essentially like doing a good cleanse all kind of in one and just. It's a good way to remove any negative energy in your body as well. So I just felt very called to sit and just so with combo, you typically do them in a few sessions, and you want to do them within a certain amount of time. So it's one that you can go in and sit with. And as you know, you can kind of drive away after Mm -hmm. because it's a quick ceremony per se in comparison to when you sit with ayahuasca it's a ceremony weekend at least that you're going away for and traditionally you'll do two ceremonies in a weekend some are a little bit more and some also offer different kind of medicines at the ceremony as well so um, they're all going to be a little bit different but with combo combo is more working on that energetic and the body you can bring up traumas and stuff like that and so they place it in different portions of the body and it'll represent um for an example I had a really big ceremony when we we hit my heart chakra mm-hmm. but as you know like I ended up doing from the root and going up and so like in total so Definitely one of those things with um, combo. You have to be ready to go sit multiple times. They're shorter, but I feel like to get the full benefit. So I think they recommend three times at least. And so it's one of those ones, it's you just have to you have to be dedicated. Um, it's a lot emotionally, I think, and physically going into a ceremony that often. Um, I had just did eight different ceremonies within a few months and it was it was hard emotionally, energetically, like it was extremely difficult. And um, so sitting with something like combo, you kind of have to have a really good why of going to sit with sit with, um, Something that you're, big goal is to go and purge mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's one of those things is you can't really compare them because this one is kind of like you have to go let go. You have to go in, be prepared to let go and walk away. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like ayahuasca, you have time to kind of work through those problems and really sit with it and uncover, like they say, one session is like 10 years of therapy. So it's more of an opportunity in ayahuasca ser- sense to be able to go through and work through problems, opposed to um, combos more to kind of go go in and out, I feel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with both of them, as you touched on, it's so important to have that intention of going in with setting specific intentions. And then just from a general standpoint, also going in with just a pure intention. And again, like a lot of these medicines, maybe not ayahuasca and combo in particular, but a lot of plant medicine can also be used in a, like a, a party and recreational sense. And so I think that's where um, a lot of the big differences and the big misconceptional misconceptual mi- mis- conceptual di- differences, um, come into play too, is a lot of people are familiar with this kind of stuff as being recreational. And if they've had experiences, they might pass it off as, oh, well, I know exactly how that affects me. And it just like took me to this dark place or it blew me way out into the ether, or it like just made me have a, f- have a fun time at this party. Um, but I, I truly believe the power of intention is so profound and that when you begin to work with plant medicines or animal medicines, what you go into a ceremony with your intention as and and how you perceive the medicine too, if you truly believe that it has the power to help you, that combined with a a, a very well-laid out intention and a, a, an intention that is coming from an open heart space and that willingness, like you said, to to actually go in and to discover what needs to be released or what needs to be brought to light. I think that can be a literal black and white difference in in two different people's experience or even one person's experience.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's it. It's, you can't ever face what is going to happen to you to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of lean into, like, she'll give you what you need, not necessarily sometimes what you want, but at least what you can handle. Right. And um, it's one of those things is even when my mom sat with me, I could hear her kind of say when they're asking, gauging how everybody was she's like, I can't feel anything and I just had to kind of like remind myself it's like I couldn't feel anything when um I had sat the first time and it was doing everything mm-hmm. and so my mom sat and had more servings than me and I'm trying to like make sure she's good and I'm sitting beside her having a full psychedelic experience and just like just because we had the same we had the same brew and everything Mm -hmm. and we're having totally different experiences altogether. Mm -hmm. And so I've now sat five times. So I'm still very, very young in the, in this realm, by all means, but every single time has been completely, completely different. Mm -hmm. And um, people don't go to do this for recreational and say, I'm going to go have fun because you have to sit with shadow and that's hard and people don't want to sit with that. And, you know, people sometimes don't understand why would you want to go bring up all this hard stuff and have to relive it. And it's hard work doing this, this um, sitting with shadow, was so necessary. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things is I feel like anyone who looks at people who go sit with anything like this, and just judge it right away and be like well why would you want to well you know it's like I said it's therapy it's like one session can be 10 years of therapy and you know when you can come out with a different kind of perspective yeah things might not be physically changed um, for everybody but if you can walk away and just feel a little bit more at ease about a situation that may happen had happened in the past that you can't change um that's the big thing is you know there's so much power and just knowing that every single time is going to be different and not having that that expectation mm-hmm. i feel like that's just one thing that kind of comes in time and you know not forcing everything and just because somebody's sitting with this medicine that you just kind of was or were int- like introduced to recently don't feel pressured that you have to just because that's the name of whatever is coming up that you're hearing, because um, this therapy has definitely caught wind a lot in Mm -hmm. the last couple of years. And even with your girlfriends, um, like ketamine therapy and everything like that. If you said that 10 years ago, people think you're crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's just been really interesting with with the whole psilocybin and, and all these therapies that are Coming to light and just people recognizing that this is actually medicine and it's not mm-hmm. just um party anymore, like people expect from you know our parents' generations. Yeah. It's evolved a lot.
0: Yeah, and and I mean some of them are truly up and coming, like just coming out of the woodworks because of the new research that's being done on them, like ketamine and MDMA um but i also think that some of these medicines like ayahuasca for example i mean you touched on this when you talked about your journey is they've been around for centuries and since the beginning of time their traditional use was as a medicine not as a recreational drug we made them into recreational drugs we abused them we turned them into what they are now perceived as being today and so a lot of what I have learned in this whole journey of being down here and also dabbling in this new realm of medicine is that there is so much that we have at our fingertips that nature has quite literally handed to us or gifted to us rather. And and some of these things have held so much power for so many years. They've just been twisted by our own misuse and abuse of them and yeah I mean nature has so much to offer and so much to teach us and and for anybody who is a little bit skeptical about any of these things I really just offer that if if there is curiosity there to allow yourself to hold space for there being an alternative to what you perhaps believe right now because um as both Cheyenne and I are speaking from our personal experiences, um, each individual is is going to have a very different experience in and of itself, and even for ourselves personally. Like for myself, combo was a totally different experience all three times. Um, but yeah, like you said, just really leaning into that call and 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 not jumping to immediate conclusions and and allowing yourself to learn through doing or learn through actually being willing to listen to other people's stories.
1: What was your biggest takeaway from combo?
0: Um, Man, I mean, again, like you said, they were all so different. Like the first two ceremonies for me were quite painful. The first ceremony just being the traditional um, three gates or um, as you explained earlier, like the the burn points where the combo is applied traditionally for a woman, you do three gates on the inside of the right ankle, right? Being the masculine side of the body. So to welcome in more of a balancing of the conscious masculine and that ceremony for me was challenging in many ways, not only because it was very painful, um and and I did purge quite a bit for but for me that ceremony um was learning to trust and learning to actually be fully present and to not um not really have expectations really like I I went in with a specific intention and then I was taught different things um and that ceremony for me was really healing a wound with my with my body and trust with my body um for the listeners. um, I don't actually know if I've actually openly shared this on my podcast or on social media. I've shared it with a few friends and people close to me, but from the ages of 19 to 23, I was bulimic. And so with any of these plant medicines, As Shai explained before, a purge is traditionally vomiting, which some of these medicines can induce. Um, It can come out the other end and purging is really just a purging of emotions. And that is not always vomiting or diarrhea. It is shaking, crying. It can be a variety of things, screaming. Some people get hiccups. Some people yawn profusely. Profusely, And this can even happen in breathwork sessions. Um, but again, for me with the purging using combo, initially it was literally sitting with my body in that state of overwhelming nausea and healing that wound with my body of telling my body that this was something that I was actually doing. For my own healing and my own personal benefit, and actually asking my body's permission to release and telling my body how much I love her and how much I am thankful for everything she has gotten me through, and that this process of purging was not a punishment. And it was, it was hard that first ceremony. It really. Um, brought to light a lot of things associated with that time in my life that I still hadn't fully healed. Um, my body image, my relationship with food, like the, those are things that I'm still working on. And and that first ceremony really allowed me to sit in that space of, of going back and, and actually apologizing to my body for that time in my life and then asking her to go forward and work with me And yeah, so that was obviously a huge takeaway and second ceremony again was extremely painful for me. And that was the ceremony that we did chakra points. So for the listener to do um, combo placement, at least on your chakras, um, you actually apply to the spine. And so your chakras, you have seven chakras, if you're not familiar, um, and you work your way up when you're using combo for the chakras, you work your way up typically from root to crown. And so the second ceremony I did, um, two points on my root chakra two on my sacral chakra and one on my solar plexus. And that ceremony again was incredibly painful and brought up a lot for me. Um, and the third ceremony, needless to say, I was, um, I was a little nervous because as you continue your ceremonies with combo, um, you typically increase the gates that you do. So the experience itself gets a lot more intense and the purges become longer typically, and you just really dive deeper. And so that third ceremony, I was really quite nervous going into it, and I was expecting it to be just excruciating. And I got in there and kind of had a similar experience to you with your first ayahuasca ceremony. When you were in. our medicine man or shaman Eduardo he applied the gates and put the combo on, and I was just sitting there, and. I wasn't feeling anything. I wasn't getting the skin flushing or the peripheral swelling, which is often common with combo. You can feel tingling and swelling in your lips and your face, sometimes your hands and your feet. And I wasn't getting any of that. I didn't, I felt like mildly warm and tingly, but nothing was really profound. And I, I looked at Eduardo and I was like, I don't think it's working. And I he had applied all of the gates and that was two more points than I had done in the previous session. He just kind of looked at me with this beautiful smug look on his face. And he's like, oh, it's working. Just trust the medicine. And my biggest takeaway from that ceremony was that growth and the work, if you'd like to call it that, it doesn't always have to be painful. And you can have really profound experiences and, and make really tangible process or progress in your growth without it having to be excruciating.
1: It was really nice to sit with you and hold that space and just reflect after the ceremony because, you know, that's a conversation that I know that we had before. And I definitely commend you for speaking on, you know, um, your personal experience and how that kind of reflected in your personal first experience with any kind of medicine as well, because that's exactly it is. Sometimes it can bring up these uncomfortable um, subjects that, like I say, like you're, I've heard it and it's just something that stuck with me, but your issues are really held in your tissues and in your body. And so Going into something like this, knowing that, okay, one of the aspects is going to be purging and, you know, pushing past that fear of, like you kind of said, um, you're not doing this as punishment, you're going in and doing this, you know, out of love to, um, for yourself and just a different kind of perspective that'll change everything. And that's what you have to go in with is an open mind because sometimes sitting with the uncomfortable stuff and you know having those experiences and uh pushing past them that's when magic can happen because my third was definitely my third set um, sitting was definitely my my hardest i would say it was mm-hmm. it was really hard and i didn't know if i was going to come um come back and sit for that fourth i really did not think i could handle it and I was back two days later to to uh, sit with you um ladies again but it's one of those things is it's it's not for everybody and yeah I don't share my story expecting that people are going to go get miraculously healed but I like to kind of say that it's almost like having the secret sauce and not wanting to give it out, and not, you know, sharing kind of how these things have helped me. And that's one of those things is even when um, my mom came and sat with, or showed interest in coming to sit with me, I had to really sit with it. And because that could be a really uncomfortable setting, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: just that's what I had to tell myself is, you know what, this had helped me out so much. So, if I didn't kind of share my story, it could have helped her out so much. If I never sat, then, you know, um, now we've sat together and it just kind of is one of those things as a pe- the right people who are interested in it, it'll get brought up somehow. And it's just like listening to the little whispers of when these things keep coming up and over and over again. Um, that's maybe the time to look into it. But if you don't feel like it's for you, that's totally okay. And that's the thing is now there's so many people doing like microdosing with um, psilocybin. So if you still want to do, try some plant medicine in a little bit of a safer realm, um, these things are getting to be a little bit more popular. So, so much good things with, you know, depression Uh, PTSD, anxiety. So there's still a lot of ways to get a lot of benefits with plant medicine without actually having to dive into these big psychedelic ceremonies by all means as well. So Mm -hmm. um, don't think that you have to just dive in like there's micro levels to things before you can even get to actual steps if you would like by all means. So just keeping keeping that in mind that you don't have to just jump in um, full throttle by all means right away like you can kind of work your way into where you feel comfortable because um, it's always nerve-wracking when you go into any kind of ceremony because you don't know what to expect and it's uh it's just it can bring up some stuff needless to say so yeah yeah taking your time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I just really appreciate that you bring that up too, and that you continue to emphasize that because again, it's really learning to listen to our bodies and learning to give ourselves permission to say yes or no, based on not only the information that we have gained through research, but also in that incredibly powerful intuitive knowing and sense that yes this is for me or no this is not for me and if it's not a full body yes or no just allowing yourself the time and space to sit with it and to do more research and to hear more people's stories and to to really ask questions and yeah if you do decide to go down this route to know that there are many ways that you can approach this and, and to not be afraid of the darkness too, because it's such an important element of our healing. And I do think, like you said earlier, that that's something, one element at least that can scare people away from this work is that it really does give you what you need and not what you want. And sometimes what you need is to really go into the darkness and that shadow and to relive past trauma and bring up Past areas of your life that maybe you thought you healed, but you really haven't, like in my experience, or things that you have repressed. Like our bodies have this incredibly intelligent way of actually shutting out trauma from our memory. And that's happened to me a few times, actually, even just in breath work, is that I've actually relived a memory that I totally forgot was there. And then when I went back and looked, into it further it was actually something that truly had happened but my body had literally shut it out and that's just our like innate instinctive response of our body saying hey like I'm protecting you and so I'm I'm actually going to just like block this out right now and so that's what some of these ceremonies and especially when you're doing it with the right people who can hold that space and who do know what they're doing and have truly worked with the medicine themselves and have years of experience in sharing this with other people it can allow you to go to places that maybe you didn't even know that you needed to go into.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, again, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, Is there anything else for the listener regarding plant medicine or, or just, your journey in general i mean you've you've gone through my goodness more than most humans i know and plant medicine has obviously played a large role in your healing journey but in addition to plant medicine what would you say has played the most profound role in getting to where you are today
1: just a lot of a lot of grounding work. Mm-hmm. Some of the elements of uh breath work, cold water therapy, just doing as many practices to actually get into my body, um, whether that be out in nature hiking, um, just trying to actually, as I was saying for the last few months, my mantra was you gotta feel it to heal it, mm-hmm. and just um, not suppressing and so I feel like for so long I just know that I personally lived more in replaying past moments or kind of fantasizing about what's going to happen in the future and never really being grounded in the moment so just finding a little bit more presence throughout the day and just, you know, when I'm with loved ones is just to be more connected to them and less checked out and just um, that's something in the last five months I've really had to just tap into because, you know, so many f- times I feel like in the last couple of years we've been just so living in projection of what life is going to be like next. And just, you know, a lot of times we're just kind of daydreaming. So I think over the last few years, has just really showed me of um, the the power of now, right? And just yeah. being in the actual moment and, you know, um, not forgetting just to take a breath and just relax.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful share. And that's something that I really, really truly valued about being in your presence and about our friendship is that you always show up in full presence. And I think what made so many of the times that we spent together so powerful and so healing for me is that I really just felt like I could be my full authentic self. And I felt like you and I were both so present in the moment and whether we were out climbing to waterfalls to do cold dips or or we were just sitting in your backyard it was like there were no phones there was no distractions it was just really being there and appreciating everything about that moment even just the smallest simplicities and and you brought that energy into our ceremonies and yeah, it's just, it's exemplary in just talking to you and being in your presence and, and where you are today too, and how far you've come. So I love, love hearing you say that and love you sharing that with the listeners. And again, like Shai said, you don't have to start absolutely. And I would not actually recommend you starting with plant medicine if you're new to the the self-work process um, for lack of a better term. But yeah, that's something that I think we could all use more of in our lives is true presence And for all of us just to take a moment to recognize where we could be being more present in our lives right now. And maybe that means presence with ourselves and incorporating practices like meditation and breath work and walking barefoot out in nature or just being in nature, or maybe that's presence with the loved ones in our lives. And maybe it's both, very likely both, Um, especially after this past year of just so much segregation and dissociation and conflict with one another, just leaning into like, what can we be more present to? What can we hold more space for and how can we show up for ourselves and for others better?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, my beautiful sister. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listener before we wrap today's episode up? I think we've brought a lot of beautiful knowledge and information and insight, but I would love to hear anything else you'd like to offer today.
1: Yeah, just, you know, there's no rush. If you're just starting to feel that little bit of call, like wait it out until you feel comfortable and you feel ready and look at the resources. There's so many books out there that you can um, look into, put an audible on, look at what you can find on, you know, TED Talk, podcasts. like, you know, Joe Rogan has a bunch of people who are very educated in the psychedelic world and just really do your research so you know what you're getting yourself signed up for when you're um, going to, to do this work and just taking the time to look into um, online forms to help find the right practitioner as i said um, when you feel like you're actually ready the people who will help guide you will slowly start to come up so um, have those conversations with people that you might not normally um, who may not fall into your typical friend group because maybe they're there to kind of help lead you in a way too so just you know trust the signs when they come up that when you're ready um you'll know but just until then don't feel like you just have to rush everything and don't feel like you rushing to do anything like this is going to just go resolve things as well because um Integration is a huge part of it. So, how long are you willing to do your dieta after uh, your ceremony? And just realizing that your ceremony says, or I feel like it starts as soon as you say yes to sitting with any kind of plat medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, so, as soon as you kind of open yourself up, that's where you're going to start having notice, like noticing little subtle differences. And it's after the ceremonies that that's when a lot of stuff happens and a lot of things can can come up. So just finding some, some people who also help facilitate the integration process as well. So just really looking into, as I said, like who you're sitting with, but just working your way up. Um, there's a lot of resources out there of, um, as I was saying, like with microdosing and stuff like that. So just start with, getting comfortable with something that makes you uncomfortable and slowly progressing as you are feeling more accepting of these, um, these medicines, but don't feel like you just have to go out and sign up for an ayahuasca retreat. Cause it's going to change your life. And you're going to have all these aha moments and, you know, maybe you just need to make some changes in your life before you'll have those aha moments. And I feel like, um, just to reiterate that it's sometimes not going to give you instant gratification doing these things. And, you know, just because one person has that crazy first experience doesn't mean that you're going to, and, you know, um, just really listening. As I said, it took me four years to go back to feel that call. And even now I don't think that I would even be ready to go sit again. So just listening to your intuition Um, looking into who you're sitting with and if you know somebody who sat and they were happy ask where they went right and just go by personal recommendation over then what you're going to find on the internet but don't just go on the old google.com and look at these retreats and then not look into these retreat centers because you know it's a it's never easy going into ceremony and being going into those situations vulnerable. Right. Mm -hmm. So being as prepared as you can to go to ceremony is going to just relax you that much more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that and for really touching on all of the important aspects of this, because I think, um, obviously with the google doc method of approaching these things and stuff and and just the lack of knowledge circulating in just everyday verbatim i think people are really unaware of all the aspects of the the process that include everything you've talked about including the dieta leading up to and after your ceremony and the integration process and and who you are sitting with and and the real true intention behind it all so yeah, um, I think this has hopefully shone some more light on on this process and on everything for our listeners today. and I just acknowledge you for your courage and and the growth that you have endured and committed to and and really brought out in yourself and and everything that has just led to you being who you are today. and thank you for sharing with me not only your your home down here and your heart and your soul but just being a true friend during a time that i really needed it most and and for the willingness to come on and share your beautiful self on the podcast i just i appreciate you immensely and i'm so looking forward to us reconnecting when i come back to the homeland and i just can't wait to see what the next few years have in store for both of us
1: Yeah, I have so much love for you and I can't wait to just get back in person, connect. It feels like, I feel like it's been so long since I've actually seen you, even though realistically it hasn't been too much time, but just to to see the growth that has came into your life in such a short amount of time and, you know, just following your soul. You've done, you've done a lot in a short amount of time. Um, in the aspect of letting things go that don't serve you and just, you know, finding that growth of who you are. And it's been just amazing to get to witness and yeah, be able to uh, see you just blossom into who you are and not who other people are trying to mold you into and feel the pressure of, you know, go back, going back into a lifestyle just because that's who you once were and, you know, I, uh, I'm very excited for you.
0: Thank you so much. I really, truly appreciate that acknowledgement and a really good and beautiful reminder for myself, too, to just actually reflect on how much has happened in such a truly short period of time. I mean, like you said, it feels like so long since we've seen each other, but it also seems like it was just yesterday. And that's kind of like this whole process since coming down here. I mean, it almost feels like I've been down in the States now for years, but then again, it, it almost feels like yesterday that I came down and shipped my car down here and just had this whirlwind experience. So I really appreciate that. And I just, I appreciate you being part of this journey. And, uh, I, I just can't wait to continue to walk with you in this and just see how life unfolds for us both. And I, I too, am grateful for you and just very excited to watch you continue to blossom.
1: Uh, I'm glad that we were able to uh, have this conversation.
0: Thank you, sister. Me too. And thank you for our listeners. It is an honor to have you all on the podcast, listening to myself and the beautiful shy today. And I hope that you gained some valuable insight from this episode. And I just thank you for joining us both. Breathe.